0: Hello, I'm Susie Parker-Goins of Blue Lightning Healing. I'm a channel, so I embody your guides allowing you to have soul deep conversations. I'm a Reiki master and energy healer. We work together to find and identify the blockages in your energy and learn to release them. I love looking at past lives and how they're affecting you in the now and what you can do to resolve them, and more as you learn about your possibilities. I'm available for phone and virtual sessions. Go to BlueLightningHealing.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. I'm Susie Parker-Goins. I am a channel and an energy healer, a past life explorer, and I have a lot of very cool and and wonderful friends. I met Galactic Ashley through these online events and she has been such a wealth of knowledge and and taught me so much and I want to have y'all meet her too. So... This is my friend Galactic Ashley and tell us what you do darling.
1: <laughs> hello. Um hello everyone. <clears throat> the beings are on their way in. I can feel them already. Um so I am Galactic Ashley and I channel divine guidance for star seeds, connecting them to their star families and galactic lineages. And I use light language frequencies and work with your cosmic connections to facilitate high-frequency healing transmissions and encoded activations. Um, Additionally, I facilitate these 10-week groups or courses, if you prefer to call them that, that are um, called the Galactic Guided Intensives. They're 10-week programs, and uh, we meet uh, twice a week and once a week, so I've, so for a total of 15 times. And the next one is called Light Language Activation and Healing Program, and it is one of my most favorite courses. We maybe can do a uh, example of what Light Language is oh, during yeah. this during this interview. I believe and have been guided to believe that light language is one of our most powerful healing tools that is innate to uh, each of us. So we all have access to this. Um, And in the course, we will be going over each modality of which light language comes through us. So it comes through us in song. So some of you may have Heard the term soul song uh, comes through toning our voice, so through speaking it, through writing it, through drawing it, and bringing in what some people define or call them star codes. Or uh, codes, or if you identify with being a code keeper, this would definitely be a course for you. Also, it comes through our body and through our hands, like signing. So, oftentimes people will feel a draw or a pull towards one of these modalities over the other, but we go in depth into each one of them. And this is one of my um, favorite courses out of the year and I teach four galactic guided intensives each year and they are really fun. Um, they, there are two, two sessions, but each group only has 12 people in it. So that means we have a lot of time for working through different activations and also for sharing and everybody gets very, very close in the group and it's a very welcoming and uh, sacred space uh, where people are able to freely be their authentic selves without concern over people judging them. And that's really important, especially for people that are, uh, quote-unquote, awakening to their galactic lineages or have been having experiences or have been having contact experiences their whole life because they can, even within the metaphysical community, sometimes their people can feel a little bit shunned. So... Yeah. 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 Um, So light
0: language is related to the star seed then?
1: Um, I actually, no, I believe that it is uh, many of them. You can call them galactic languages, um, but they are, uh, every, so in my course, we focus on just your light language. So you're not trying to reach out to other beings in order to, hear or receive or channel their light language this is very much about um, tuning into and accessing your light code your light language from your soul so this would be every language that your soul has ever spoken and or experienced whether you want to define uh, a galactic existence that maybe you had as an Arcturian where you were working with a telepathic a hologram because there isn't really language, right? So there are communications through symbols and fractals and, and other beings will actually use their language. So sometimes when people hear light language, it will sound sort of earth-based uh, because maybe it will have a Sumerian or... Um, ancient Egyptian uh, or sort of Aramaic um, uh, sense or Hebrew sense to it so it it is really you accessing every language that your soul is currently has spoken and also will speak um, so you're oh. tuning into like the infinite now of your soul we will introduce mahana here in a minute because <laughs> She is demonstrating her light language for you. Um, Mahana is my channeling. <laughs> we will just segue into that because let's
0: just go making, to Mahana because she's. Yeah. Uh,
1: we are segueing into Mahana. Uh, she is my uh, channeling partner. We have had multiple lifetimes together. Um, I actually wrote. I got her name was given to me when I was sixteen. Uh, but I did not get her until almost until I was in grad school. So somewhere between being a sophomore in high school and until after after I graduated grad school, did I actually apply that name? So we uh, have had many lifetimes together. She is very connected to the Dragons um,
0: and her timing is impeccable
1: yeah. <laughs> right because she really is present with all of the experiences um she also helps me to bring people back from their experiences um if they uh go really deep and are still sort of out she can go and bring them back more gently as to not really disrupt somebody's energy field when they go out really far she's also very connected to uh this the syrian star system the really um, big lion beings so we have a lot of lion beings and feline beings around and it's mostly uh, because she is galactic and they come through her so ever since she was a puppy she was she's just always able to sit for long periods of time um i've i've had other i've had a, even when she was a puppy i've had a. Other past life um, memories where she was my um, bodyguard, if you want to call it that. So I would go out of my body to work with people and to work with them at a really in-depth psychological uh, way. And she was a dog and it was like ancient Egypt and I was actually male. And she would guard my body to make sure that my physical structure was safe while I was out doing Um, working with very extreme cases of people. I think that we're really going through psychological splits and we're having um, disconnections within their physical and mental and emotional structures. Um, So we've worked together like this for a long time. So I can't mute her out uh, because she's just there. And when we were doing live events, uh, they would advertise Galactic Ashley and Mahana. And so people will expect to see her. Ah,
0: okay. No. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, sorry. <laughs> because she cracks
0: me up. I'm so glad she comes through. Um, I was once told my dog was going to help with healing. And I'm like, I okay. <laughs> we'll see. So, okay. So light language. I I totally forgot about that when I was coming oh. up with my questions. Because, I mean, so I, I want to continue along that line just for a bit. Because I've heard people do different kinds of light languages so you were talking about how it's based on all the languages the soul has and will experience because what i've heard is you get melodic and then you you get into a vocal thing and other people have just stayed melodic and another person got kind of choppy so i and and i think my light language comes into my hands when i'm working with folks so Mm -hmm. that would be an indicator of the source then the 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 way the light language manifests currently right um
1: hold on there's like four things in there um so the the first thing that is the most imp- the most important thing is um is that when we emit a sound or a frequency or a vibration out of our mouths into this physical realm, uh, we can say our beings, if you are a channel and you work with beings, or our higher self is wrapping transmissions and frequencies around that vibration so that they can enter into the physical realm through a sound vibration. So um, whatever you do, do not judge the sounds that you make because they are frequencies and cadences staccatos tones and sounds that are coming through for healing at that moment so for people that are accessing their own light language and using it on themselves um i consider this to be divine medicine that is co-created by you for you and that there is nobody else that is going to be able to design a medicine or a healing that is more perfect and more appropriate for you than you. So when we are able to access this and then use it on ourselves, um, it's extremely empowering um, and and I believe important. And I use it every day. I use it uh, before I planted like my garden. I flipped the the flower beds over and did light language all on the bottom of it, like um, the written kind. And then I have some... Uh, concrete blocks outside that are around um, my trees. And I just used an oil pen and put light language around them. I will charge water and light language bottles that I write on the bottles and then water the plants with it or drink my water out of that. So there's, uh, I use it every day all the time.
0: Okay. So it's possible that one person's light language is not resonant with another person.
1: Absolutely. So um, when you do hear someone, so, so for, for me, it's a little bit different and not in because I'm better, but because when I'm going in front of groups, my intention is to, um, there are certain tones and sounds and phrases that I make each time. And these are coming from the dragon consciousness. And these are tones of integration that are being woven in to the transmissions and activations that are happening when we're together. But also in between that, my intention is, is that I am um, channeling the light language from the people that are present so that their own uh, language is going back at them, which is why people will often say, oh, I heard parts, I got really emotional, it sounded really familiar because it's supposed to. So it's not me and that, I, that you are familiar to me or, or I am familiar to you, um, same difference. But... Um, but that it is it is that language that is familiar to to you, although we could be familiar, but most likely not. It's just the language that that you are resonating with. It's also important because discernment is always important, is that there are some people that are um, and not this is not a judgment, but they, they are channeling beings. And it's just light language that's not necessarily theirs, but they're consciously connecting to a being and they might not know what that being is and they're channeling frequencies in and, and that it might not be something that you want to listen to. But this is the, this is the same with with anything because everything is a frequency, whether it's light language or English. And, um, and this is included in the media. So if you're ever watching a show or a TV or anything, and you don't know why it's upsetting, because what you're seeing is not upsetting, um, trust yourself and stop watching it or listening to it, because there are frequencies that are being transmitted through that, that definitely don't align with you. So if when you are listening to light language, if you're just like, then that light language just isn't for you. But if you're in a group meditation, just hang on for a minute, and then and then it should shift. But also we have to remember that sometimes this is why discernment can get somewhat complicated. It's not complicated, but sticky, I guess, is because sometimes we have resistance to something that's, that's um, here to help us heal. So we're resisting that. And it's not that that isn't for us. It's absolutely for us. <laughs> but we're resisting that. So there's always multiple layers of, um, of discernment in all of this
0: so is there some way i could tell cuz there are some people who who use light language and and i know i'll admit there are times when i just look at the person and go no and and so what i guess see i'm sure they're going to say you know the answer so just listen but there are times you know it was a particular person's form of light language which prompts this this question So um, I guess sitting with the language, sitting with the energy, then you can discern if it's yours or not, because if it's not yours, it's not going to affect you. Right.
1: Right. If you're in your sovereignty, if you've claimed your sovereignty, if you're going to somebody and it feels uncomfortable and you just open up to them because you feel powerless, you're no matter what they're saying, you're you're asking for. A challenging situation to potentially arise okay <laughs> in okay. that in that okay. moment um uh, so it's not that you need to shut shut it off i mean this is what i uh call um at least a level of soul inquiry right yes. like immediately start asking questions um is this mine? Is this for me? Is it the language? Is it something else? Is it somebody that's sitting next to me? Um, Is this person okay for me to be around? Um, Or is it just this moment? If the person's not okay for you to be around um, because they're bringing in a a non-coherent or or a, a dissonance um, that doesn't align with you, you would probably know that before you even sat down, or if you thought about your day, maybe you showed up late, like there's all these things that happen. And then somehow, and then we're, we're just so focused on the doing of the arriving that then we get there and then it just doesn't feel good. Then just give yourself permission to leave. But, you know, it's also good to ask, is this for me? Am I being, am I resisting?
0: Okay. I like that question am I resisting okay cool okay so um uh, light language that can come from starseed right that com- can come from star beings then is that a way oh, yeah, they s- yeah. see I'm trying to segue back over to the star seed <laughs> light language you said is now I got to remember where I was um light language can come from starseeds And so I know it's kind of a new concept to me. I've heard it within the last couple of years, but what, what is a star seed? Is it the same as a galactic being? I, 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 if, if you could detail that for me, please.
1: Sure. Um, uh, Sorry. Here's my PowerPoint. Four point linear timeline. I'm just kidding. Um, But linear timeline. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, we will talk about star seeds and then i will just mention i will mention galactic also so and in the way that i use galactic is more about something that's for me and how i understand it i mean you can all use this too i'm just saying this isn't like defined out there somewhere by someone that says this is galactic means xyz so for me, I um, identify with Galactic more than I do Star Seed. Um, but now, keep in mind, one is not better than the other. When I use, but they the are term, different. To, to me, they're very different. You? Okay, um,
0: okay, that's good. That's good to know.
1: So when I, um, I tend to be very uh, okay. So first of all, I. Um, I identify and based on my uh, earth human beings ability (laughs) to remember, I remember that I am from another universe. So I am wired in such a way for whatever reasons. It is easiest me to connect and to discern um, really easily between a variety of different light beings and um, very high vibrational energies, and I'm not saying this to be a snot, um, and also collective energies. So I tend to work with a lot of collective energies that you could say are quantum fields of energies or energy fields that um, shift and form like the dragon consciousness and so they show me who they are and they may have their whole a whole other history um, that they have experienced collectively uh, where they used to have some kind of more uh, physical structure that was maybe more dense where they could touch things remembering that densities um, are based very much on the what is um density, dimension like the dimension that you're in if you vibrate with a dimension and if it's like a sixth dimensional existence and you are vibrating at that level you could still pick up or touch something but if you are a human and you are trying to vibrate at that level and are in that space you it would be very etheric to you so our perception of dimensions is a little bit strange and density as well, and we tend to be in a different sort of density or dimension here anyways. Okay, so my point is is that galact- galactic, <laughs> to me, feels um, more of uh, light beings, um, meaning okay. when I say galactic, n- n- my galactic family and none of the beings that I – a lot of, most of the, none of the beings that I work with uh, can ever take a physical form on this planet. They're not going to board a ship and come here. So, um So the term starseed can also be galactic too, but starseed oftentimes is connected to the idea of ETs or even higher dimensional beings that can sort of shift into form, can maybe uh, interact with Earth, but a lot of starseeds will like... um, really feel very connected to ships and have had a lot of contact experiences where they're remembering ships and such. So you could just you could even define the difference between a star seed as a galactic and then there's other galactics that are ultra galactic, right? I've yeah. connect with beings that say they're non dimensional, which uh, is kind of funny because it's like non-dominational, but they're not really assigning themselves to any dimension, even within this universe necessarily. So these are all very loose terms, but energetically, I align with and connect to the galactics because there is nothing there but pure love and energy. And so that is infused for me with that term. And so that is why I use it. Um, okay. It's- does that make sense so i've had the so i'm right now i'm more defining the difference between uh, a galactic and and an e t like an extraterrestrial right okay but a star I... seed is more of a human term right like the the star beings and the star nations they don't really call themselves star seeds, so um really almost uh, I feel like definitely all of the plants and the biology and everything here on this planet is seeded from the stars. So even the plants are here and they are, they are hybrids in many ways. A lot of, um, I just channeled this the other day from these sort of newer beings that have come in, but, uh, they were really talking about how a lot of planets before those planets sort of exploded, um, for whatever reason, they were able to salvage or, uh, bring some of the, the organisms and the biology, and they were able to bring them to earth so many of the plants. This is why we have so many sacred plants and very high vibrational plants that are very healing, which uh, are really beneficial for star seeds. So, a star seed. We will now, I guess, identify the term <laughs> star seed. And I want to go back to the ET Galactic thing. So here is an example. There were some beings that sort of um, were showed up here um, at my house, not in physical form. Um, but they were telepathically communicating. So how do I know this? Well, I could not get these beings out of my head. So they were not malevolent. They were not part of what I would call my soul's guidance system. They were beings that could read my energy signature that was like, she can talk to us and communicate with us. Like um, they came they, uh, I did not feel them in my body. I did not channel them. Um, so this is part of my own discernment process, but it's like they left a telepathic portal open, a line of communication, and I had to consciously close it when I decided that I did not want to communicate with them. But to me, they were of an extraterrestrial vibration, but they were not in any way they were at looking for requesting information they were from the stars I I call them the um, bat beings because they were sort of humanoid but they sort of showed themselves like as uh like Batman kind of not scary but they were from the stars they felt very scientific but it wasn't going to be an exchange they wanted information they were just curious and that's not it's my choice, and so I just closed the little telepathic communication portal down, and then, and then that was it. So to me, that's the difference between uh, an extraterrestrial and then the, the galactics. So I believe that my heart is a stargate, and this is how I was guided. And so when I channel, there must be a heart frequency and a coherency that must be reached in order for them to enter through me. So the beings that I channel do not come to me like these ETs did, they are galactics and they are able to come through me because we have a coherent vibration um, that functions in this way and it's not, doesn't disrupt either, either one of us. So that's how I discern between those two. So now, when we're here on this planet and people identify with the term star seed, um, so the big thing for me and part of my purpose is that. Um, So stereotypically, many people who identify with the term starseed, they have an innate longing for the stars. They may experience feelings that they don't belong. They may feel homesick or lost. Some have strong memories of other lifetimes on other planets and in higher vibrational existences. But, um, you know, this could, some people, uh, this is sort of like uh, indigo children and there's a lot of terms for all of these yeah. things that basically a lot of us feel like we don't belong so this is again asking yourself if you identify with the term starseed, then it's for you there isn't a test that you're going to take online it's something for you to explore if you feel drawn to it go and explore that But what I do want to say is that at its core, though, these are feelings of strong separation from source, which can cause struggles and suffering in density. So I believe that the purpose of connecting with our galactic lineages offers a lot of opportunities for us to heal and to integrate with our multidimensional aspects and to hold divine presence in the present rather than being focused on down here and not being as good as out there because that is something that I definitely see in a lot of people and it's that the that this is dense but let me remind you that there are way more dense places than planet earth planet earth is very beloved and she is a star nation, so we can't forget that either. Um, the star nations consider her one of them. So it's really important that we remember that we're here for a purpose and that down here is important and out there is also important. But a lot of times people can get one stuck in an, in, a, in a way to identify, but an identifier can be a, a placeholder so that you can acclimate To new information and new energy and then when it's time to expand beyond that then you can expand beyond that, but the the purpose of connecting with and uniting with your star family is to remember that you are never separate from home, and you are not a cosmic orphan and that you chose to come to this planet with a mission. And and that's really the most important part because there tends to be a big theme of abandonment in a lot of star seeds, um, and it's not so much that that uh, that signature can be repeated in in your human linear experience with your own family, but um, it's it's really much deeper than that um, because while while we might remember all these other places, we feel like our um our galactic parentage sort of like kicked us out of the ship or pushed us out of the house and (laughs) they abandoned us and left us on earth like it's not an accident and also nobody's gonna come here and rescue you either and that's like part of the deal because we're sovereign beings and we're here to really um uh get into alignment with our starseed aspect or our galactic self and activate it through the heart so that we can begin the process of integration and ultimately unification. And when we are able to live as our galactic self, what happens is that we then restore the divine human DNA, which is what allows us to transform consciousness through the body and to co-create a galactic legacy here on this planet. Because the DNA is divine, it's just that it was programmed to not claim its sovereignty and to be in more of a um, enslavement mindset. So this is why it's so important to claim our sovereignty. And when we're able to bring these multidimensional aspects and to hold all of these memories um, and to bring in these uh, different unconditional love codes and vibrations through us, we start to activate our light DNA so we can go through the process of crystallizing our DNA and essentially prepare the, the human to become the new human so that we're in alignment on the ascension process of earth as she shifts into new earth frequencies and so, by by being embodied and living in the human body through the ascension process is really, I believe, and the messages that I've been receiving about us in ascension in general, like the body, we're not going to just leave the body and then ascend, and and then that's it. It, it is um, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting <laughs> ride. <laughs>
0: I have channeled what I considered multidimensional beings, that they weren't in this universe, but they were riding along. It's like a parallel when I have a couple of clients who seem to specialize in those sort of multidimensionals, but according to if if I try to fit it into this paradigm that you're setting up, they feel more like the galactics. Okay, when people talk about Pleiadians and you've mentioned arcturians I've heard about Orions and the Lyrans and others like that. How did they fall in with this? I see I'm being really linear and really human about this and trying to say where do they fall in the spectrum of energy? I but like the Pleiadians, there was such a big deal about those, I guess, in the 80s with the book. The book.
1: Well, the, the Pleiadians, so I, well, I should maybe ask a little bit better. Um, they're not really into saying all, but the majority of human beings contain an element of Pleiadian DNA within them. So if we want to go back to earlier histories, um, you can say that the Anunnaki. I was going make... to
0: ta- ask about them. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that the Anunnaki um, basically sort of created the human being, but it was more for slave labor. So this is when our DNA was programmed not to not not to be empowered, but to be to always accept. Uh, having power that others will have power over us. So this is like a program that that is within our DNA. So what's important about that is that every day when you wake up and you say, um, I am divine, I am self-mastered, I am sovereign, I am free, I am free from the influence of others, and you take responsibility over your life, you leave the victimization roles that you may consciously or unconsciously be playing um, this reprograms your DNA, it goes back through history, it goes through your own lineages, and it, and it heals DNA. So um, you can go back to that. But in order for like, they mix their own DNA with it, uh, there were, there's been million, millions, millions, not the right term. Multiple, we'll just say multiple, and a lot, many, more than three, but not millions of hybrid programs, uh, Earth, Earth-based ones. Maybe they would probably, yes, there are millions outside of Earth, but within Earth, <laughs> there are many. Um, and so Pleiadian, uh, DNA has been, uh, involved in that because they have very loose term recently, um, gone through a very similar process of shifting from, uh, singular to collective consciousness living, um and also going through a similar uh, transition in their history so all of the beings have some sort of ascension process and a history but the pleiadian one also due to distance and relationship with the earth um are are very much a part of that and they have many star children that are here So they are very much uh, involved in paying attention to what is happening here on this planet and also with their star children. So what's important to remember is that when you um, feel that you are connected to a galactic race, understand that oftentimes, yes, many times, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, but not a million, but not a million times. many times um thank you man those (laughs) races are functioning in in collective they're functioning with like a collective consciousness so you are still a part of that collective consciousness so your soul is still interacting with that so what you do here absolutely has an effect on all of these collective consciousnesses that your soul aspects are currently a part of or were a part of at some point in time. And so, so important that those of you that are here that feel that you align with being on an Earth mission, the amount of information and what you are learning specifically about the emotional and the mental bodies, how they interact with each other, um, and all other information that you are uh, gathering, if you want to look at it that way, uh, is being transmitted um, back to these other races that you are or these other galactic lineages that you are a part of and also let's remember that not every you know all of the galactic histories are not free from their own tragedies and war and and things so you can still go heal those moments from even a galactic past
0: a galactic past okay so questions that are occurring to me are um if are we exclusively galactic that are here on Earth, and or as you know, being a past life explorer, I see us here on Earth. I've yet to really explore that star seed connection or that galactic con- connection. So, is is that something we do, or do we pop back to our to our place of origin galactically and then come back in human form? Is is there a rhyme or reason to how that works?
1: Um, I actually, okay, so several things. Uh, One, when we were speaking earlier, when we were talking about all of you before we got on the podcast (laughs) and hit record, I'm just kidding. Um, Don't tell them that. uh, Susie was talking about doing a meditation with you all, and this actually feels in total alignment with you, Susie. I think it would be great for you to do a meditation where you actually lead people on a past life where they can consciously or unconsciously, I guess, connect with, um, a galactic, um, past lifetime. Um, I think that that would be really cool. And you can just set the precedence where you might just be going to one that has, that is healed. Right. Or, you know what I mean? You can figure that out. Um, and then those, and then when people are ready to do soul retrievals or something on some galactic past lifetime, then you can go that route. But my point is, is that it's um, the reason why more people end up working with uh, past lives that are earthbound or soul retrievals that are earthbound is because if if you were to make a priority... Maybe if you were to prioritize the healing list, it might be those denser experiences that need to be lifted and enlightened, healed and forgiven first, right? Because they will make things less dense rather than, and if our, an Arcturian uh, was mean to his uh, mother or something, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> because the 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 level of guilt that humans tend to carry is 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 very very big and very heavy and so those life so looking at past lifetimes to heal in that are stuck or trapped on the earth plane um are definitely very important so um as far as past lifetimes are are Concerned If anyone out there is like, I always do past lifetimes and I never come up with any, it might be because those uh, are being guided by someone that is trying to take you to an Earth lifetime and um, you don't have that many. And um, maybe if you try one with finding pa- uh, galactic past lives, uh, that can be really beneficial for you. So an, an, another definition for uh, star starseed and I forgot about this definition because I haven't used it in so long, is that <laughs> um, I would uh, loosely define the term star seed as a soul that has incarnated more times outside of planet Earth than on planet Earth.
0: Ah, I know somebody like that. That's cool. Well, now I got to go look at my list of questions again, because you've answered a whole bunch all at once. Purpose. i Did we even talk about the purpose of these galactics coming onto the planet?
1: You mean like in human form or
0: galactic? I've gotten some information about the different galactic families. You know, the Pleiadians to me seem to be the observers, the teachers. The Orions are angry. And that's information I got from another person. And I think the Hydeans were one that came forward to me. So I'm... I'm sorry, I forgot my question. Do they serve a purpose to come here? Well, you've talked about them serving a purpose here. This may get edited well, out.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. We okay. all, right, Mahana, it's fine. We're, Thank we you, celebrate. Mahana, I appreciate the affirmation. <laughs> we celebrate imperfection. And I, and I think that what you're trying to ask is, why are we even communicating with them? What is their interest with earth? yeah that sounds good that's exactly what Um, i wanted to know (laughs) (laughs) um well i mean there's multiple layers to all of this okay so the first thing that i will say is i am not a a specialist in uh necessarily this particular universe's uh, history of wars or galactic wars i find myself being uh, intentionally shielded from the energy of those. Uh, I have tried to tune into them um, because I want information because <laughs> I want information. Um, and um, it. <laughs> Because I usually I just want information and they just don't I just they just don't want me to get involved in it. It seems like Um, also a bit of a history about me is that I was brought in through what I call a dragon's gate through this dragon consciousness. And I came with a few other um, energies, collective energies slash guardians that came with me and my family from this other universe um, <clears throat> and I was brought in through and given to the Arcturians so I identify with the Arcturians as being my host family in this universe and mm, their job is to keep my soul sort of all in one piece. (laughs) So um, I've had interesting uh, transition experiences when I do look at other earth lifetimes that I have lived. Um, I my death experiences are interesting in where I basically I die and I go back to, I'm going to call it a light ship or a ship, but it's not like, it's like, it's a, there, the, these, these, this race, or this part of the Arcturians is like not really even operating necessarily a physical form, but I um, work with light codes. And so it's almost like that is my, uh, that is where I go back to, because when my mission is done here in this universe, then I will go back to my universe and then have some kind of proper death. Who knows? I don't know <laughs> about over there because that also is sort of loosely shielded from me as well because I'm supposed to be focusing on this universe right now. So, um all of this is to say um there was a point of that. Oh, that um I tend to be I guess shielded from the war the these like long histories of galactic wars so that is to say that I do know that there is an Orion war I do know that there is lots of galactic wars going on there's all kinds of yuck going on out like a lot of it right but you don't necessarily you can be aware of it and know that it's there but you don't necessarily have to align with it because when you start putting attention towards an energy you start co-creating timelines um, so it's not to be uh, afraid yeah. of it, but like, is it if if your soul is not here to be on a mission to be a part of uncovering the deep state or being a heavy hitter in disclosure or the disclosure movement, then you can be aware of it and you can support or work as a healer for people that are involved in the disclosure movement because they definitely need it. But the more that you become obsessed about those things, the more you are shifting your vibration towards that and you begin to align with it but it's still important to know kind of what's going on. I do have to, I feel like the Orion Council of Light is here and they are saying we are not all, I don't know what term you called them earlier. <laughs> um,
0: angry.
1: Yeah, they're not all angry, but what does happen is that I have found that are, there are, at least just from looking at readings and interacting with people, they're, In the Orion DNA, there is a war history. So oftentimes that that soul um, that has had Orion lifetimes may choose to come to this planet where we're having wars to basically work through that in their own history by overcoming it and transcending it in this lifetime so that it heals that race's collective history. There are a lot of people with Orion DNA that have been in the military. You can still be connected to the Orions, right, without that. But they also uh, feel very um, mathematical to me. So if you connect with them, you might have... I should just connect with them all the time if I ever can't think straight um, because they have very like clear, clear headed, very precise in their healing. And so they are really amazing. But just a reminder, every race has a history, right? So when you're connecting with a race, you can always connect with the highest vibration of that race or be specific about your intentions.
0: So humans can incarnate here with an intention of healing their star families.
1: So every aspect of you is always connected to your soul. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and just when you do a soul retrieval, like I always state whenever I'm doing a soul retrieval and when I'm in a session with somebody, I will ask for, Any lifetimes that are stuck? I know stuck is like a a term that we don't need to go down that path, but we'll just say this just a human word that are uh, stuck on this planetary plane or any planetary plane through all space and time and i'm just uh, asking for the one that needs the most healing and sometimes it's on this planet and sometimes it's not on this planet my point is is that while you might be here to be healing some other karmic experience that you have with earth that also had to do with Wars, it's highly likely that there is a signature in your system that extends beyond just Earth and is also connected to other races and star nations. So, there's another person that had a, like a Viking experience, but also was part of other galactic wars. So, again, there are always going to be connections and themes. It doesn't matter what planet you're on, there's always an opportunity to heal. And anytime you heal or you retrieve a fragment or part of yourself, going back into your soul and then once it's healed and it integrates back into your soul then all of that like shoots out back to all of the aspects that are currently existing in this infinite now moment
0: thank you so much for coming here and there's so much information i got tonight that i couldn't get at an online fair tell me again about this galactic what do you call them galactic intensives
1: galactic guided intensives yes yeah.
0: how do we so, do that
1: um The next Galactic Guided Intensive is (laughs) the Light Language Activation and Healing Program. It's 10 weeks long. And uh, just so that you all know, at least half of the people that join... Um, are practitioners and then the other half tend to be people that already know that they're star seeds or are just very very interested in sound healing uh, or they're artists uh, or they have had experiences where they were speaking other languages and didn't know what it was and they um, shut it down so sometimes people that grew up in the churches that did this speaking of the tongues, um, have shut down a lot of their gifts because they were around that environment. So the point is, is that if you feel a vibrational resonance with this course, it is for you. Um, and then more uh, than just learning about all the modalities of light language, we also connect with star seeds, heal past lifetimes, Um, And then uh, connect with our uh, zero point energy heart field, the infinite alpha and omega and um, work a lot uh, in almost always with the new earth frequencies and our home frequency and just coming into alignment during these transitional times. And so this, the the reason I've always been called intense, like you're kind of intense, Ashley. Um, so what I love about this is I have the freedom to have something called the Galactic Guided Intensive, which is what it is, and that's exactly what it is. And so, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, for people to um, be willing to experience their true self in front of other loving people who will witness this and then reaffirm and celebrate in the cha- in the, not the challenges, but of, of overcoming challenges and um, just opening to who you are. And the group is just, it's 12 people in each group. And last year I've had some people that have done every galactic Guide and intensive and we've been working together for over a year now and it's been really really fascinating to watch the shifts that happen with with people and the amount of healing that people can do with themselves because I am empowering you to do you and and I create the space and bring the energy and the vibration for that so that you that you just feel empowered to be your own divine and sovereign self so you can get a hold of me at galacticashley.com or on Instagram at galacticashley or on Facebook at Get Your Galactic Groove On.
0: And they register through your website. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, at the top. <laughs> it says Galactic Guided Intensive and the Light Language Program. It has all of the dates and everything that are in there. Oh. So you can see we meet live, online, and for a total of 15 times total in the 10 weeks.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise. I am so excited. And we may just have to do this again sometime. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. So this is Susie Parker-Goins with Blue Lightning Healing. Best way to get a hold of me is at my email at susiepgoins at gmail.com. And thanks so much. And until next time, blessings.